I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And you already know what we're starting with on this show. We were just talking about it off air. I had high expectations for Ohio State, and uh, Lou is going to tell me why that was a mistake. So, Lou, we'll uh, we'll start with what's on your mind, and we'll let you go first. I will not tell you why it was a mistake. I have a series of questions for you. Number one, when did you know it was over? Because I have a very distinct point in the game where it was over. Uh, Halftime. You get the ball back, you go three and out, and you punt the ball. The first series out of halftime was when it was over. First series out of halftime. Yeah, it was over. Okay. My next question is, you texting us about getting into the playoff, was that just like sadness talking, or was that like a real position that you have? No, it got brought up. Somebody texted me about it. So I'm just like, well, hey, I talk with you guys most about football, so kind of throw it out there mm-hmm. but you knew it was you knew potential my th- hope it was yeah there was a sniff of like guys am completely i crazy un- Can I, is com- there a, completely is- undeserved completely undeserved yes um and then my last question is is it embarrassing for a yes. guy wait no i'm not done is it embarrassing for a guy who lost this game five times in a row to have a post-game press conference. Yes. And the first thing he says is, yes. some people were born on third base thinking they hit yeah. a triple. When yeah. that man probably is the number one offender of born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. Yeah. Act like you've been there before, um, for sure. Yeah, not not a, not a Harbaugh guy. I will say, you know, we talked about, I talked about it with Reg beforehand, right? Like, the one thing about streaks is they feel like they go on forever when they happen. Until they don't. And then, and then they finally end. And this is just like the 90s where Michigan comes in and you have everything on the line. Think of the things at this point we like we're going to lose. National title, Big Ten title, gone out the window. That they have no shot. Real shame. If Bryce Young s- does not perform well against Georgia, I'm talking like one touchdown, three interceptions, and they get blown out. I believe Stroud is still the front runner for the Heisman. If that happens, oh my god, he put awful. up 400 yards and two touchdowns. But he's a loser. Stroud's going to win the Heisman. Let's be real. Yeah, he's a loser. I disagree with that. So at this you point, you believe like, that that quarterback in his first year that lost two games and didn't have Tyler, who's more deserving of the Heisman Trophy? Someone that plays in the playoff, Bryce Young. It, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. If Bryce Young beats Georgia, it's a lock. If what he is? plays well against Georgia and loses, it's a lock. If Bryce Young goes like six, like look at Bryce Young's stats versus Auburn. They're not that good. He threw a touchdown late. They went to five overtimes. Yeah, I mean, he led a 98-yard drive. To I legitimately sat down. It was 10-3 Auburn. Bama gets the ball. And me, I was at my uncle's place because we always watch the Penn State game after uh, Thanksgiving there. And they tend to lose in a cold, snowy East Lansing. And they did again. But literally, Alabama gets the ball at ten down 10-3. And we look at each other and we're like, we should probably get a beer for this overtime. And we got up, got a beer. They then drove mm-hmm. down the field to Fort Dorton Town conversions. Auburn sucks. Overtime. They get it to three overtimes, and it was just inevitable. If you're Auburn, you got to just go for two. You just a hundred percent. 
You just you like you're not meant to be in there. hindsight. Like, just, just win the game. Who cares? Just win the game. Either win or lose. Like we don't need to do all this. Yeah. And the quarterback's like dying. He can't move. Like just go for two. And if it's over, it's over. Real quick. Uh, we, I know we talked about it in in group chat. Aiden Hutchinson should be like a top five pick. All right, he should probably be in New York for the finals with the Heisman, right? Dude's a stud. Yeah, like I mean, twelve sacks. He's gonna be the number one pick in the draft. Oh, he had thirteen sacks. Whatever. He's gonna be the number one pick he had in the three draft against Ohio State. He does not get by the Jets. That's most sure. impressive collegiate performance I saw this weekend. That dude Paolo on Duke oh, against Gonzaga. Dude. By the way, I bet Bro, so much he money was, on that game. Me too on Gonzaga. That was, got smoked. Oh, that's tough. I had Duke. It was awesome. Yeah. He They're a good was team too, looking by the way. next level. Yeah. He had 20 in like the first eight minutes. Yeah. And then he got cramps. Yeah. But he was looking filthy. Side note before we move on from college football, um, since my season is over, go dogs. Embarrassing. Go dogs. Go dogs, baby. You've definitely go got dogs, it baby. off with this. This is a go dogs podcast. Go dogs this is a, for this sure. This is a Georgia podcast for the next This month. is Georgia dogs, baby. I'm go over Michigan dogs. doing the natty chip. Yeah, that's this weird Big Ten thing you do. It's so weird. No, How's that so weird? weird? No way. I want Iowa to win. It's like, hey, we're rivals all year long, and then when we're not good enough to play in an important game, we yeah, never know our, our conference. No, it does yeah. not. Yes, it does. No. How does it make you better to lose to the team? They're going to get because recruits. They're gonna, no, no way. No, go dogs. That's because you're, sca- you're playing scared, right? No, brother. You're playing scared. How do you no. not support the conference team to win the championship? Absolutely. Go I would dogs. never root for Michigan. That's the softest thing. You're not a real fan. That's why you're like an average fan. No, no, that's average fandom. That's no, that's 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 average fan. Rivals don't root for other people to win. That's not a rivalry. That's wrong. That's average. Bro, you're saying go Georgia? Why? Then why do you care? Just don't. Tyler, when when Tom Brady and the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, did you did you root for Brady? So let me choose the next best team to win. Ty, did you root for Brady in the playoffs? What? Did you root for Brady in the playoffs? No, as a Patriot, care about Brady. You're a Jets fan. Why don't you root for Brady? That's the same you, conference. You that's a great, that's a great concept. You want I your like conference that. in college football to, to matter, to no, care. And if they if Michigan goes on and wins a national chip, it's best for the entire Big Ten. I want Michigan to close the football program. I couldn't care less if they win one game or not. No, it Guess definitely what? They helps just the... whooped your ass. Yeah. They for four quarters. Yeah. So, All that, so that's why you're salty about it. It definitely helps. We gave the them program. a better game. That's true. It also it it helps the it helps the conference if one program can get over the top. The Big Ten's been like not able to get over the hump in a while, so that would definitely help the Big Ten. But to say like I'm rooting for Michigan is kind of weird. But I think it, the audience will be pretty fifty fifty on that. I do think that there's a lot of weirdos who root for conference. All right, so Ty, uh, so Lou just gave what's on his mind. Um, that so wasn't after- what was on my mind, by the way. Okay, Lou, then what's on your mind? Um, I just want to make a point that. Tyler Hero is currently the favorite to win NBA Sixth Man of the Year by a significant margin. What What are your thoughts on uh, M- the MPJ news recently, Lou? People were thought that I was joking about my reaction to that. I had no idea that was the case. Was is there more news? Oh, he's out. He is having surgery. He's officially out for the year. I don't know if he's uh, out. For, it says an indefinite period of time. Back surgery. I mean, I guess that was expected, so that's not that surprising coming off of last week. But yeah, that sucks for him. It's tough. But Tyler Hero, minus 160 to win six man of the year. Just saying. What, who's the next best? Next best after that, I think it's like it's gotta somebody be Grayson. It's, like gotta it's be not update. Grayson because I, I wanted it to be really bad. I wanted there to be a race for, sec- for six man. Six man of the year, Montrez Harrell is plus 1,400. He's the next closest. Uh, he's the next closest at plus 1,400? Where are you yeah. looking at these odds? This is um, 
the Barstool Sportsbook. Interesting. Yeah. Um, where is our boy? Feels like you should just bet Tyler Hero then. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the runaway option. Minus one sixty and plus fourteen hundred. Where There's is a lot of basketball left? Grayson Allen on this. He's not even on this. How's that possible? <laughs> it's weird. Ty, what's on your mind today? The Rangers. Rangers are on my mind. That's where I'm at in sports right now. The Rangers are good, huh? Yeah, the Rangers got a real squad. Good team. My man Chris Kreider is still balling. I watched him hockey this weekend. I've been buying his cards. Really? Yep. On some just personal collection stuff. What's the young kid's name again? Lafreniere? Uh, yeah. That was the number one pick last year. Yeah, Alexis yeah, Lafreniere. Awesome. Yep. Um, since he came in, uh, Kreider started, joined the team in the playoffs after finishing his college career. At I remember that. Was nasty. He was so fast, he couldn't stop. He mm-hmm. took like I remember that too. in the playoffs. He kept running. Too. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, that was like when like they were like going to win the cup. Long. Yeah. Yeah. And they they should have. Freaking goalie interference. Yeah. BS. That's what's on my mind. I don't have too much. I'm buying Chris Kreider cards. Penn State just extended James Franklin 10 years. I feel happy about it considering that Michigan State gave their coach 10 years and 20 more million bucks. And I take our guy over their guy. Uh, So I think market-wise it'll be a good deal. Jets won. I can't I can't get up for fantasy football nowadays and it's so bad. I'm in a battle. I'm in two leagues, like our league is whatever, but I'm in like a real one with my friends and it's like we we're beating the shit out of the best team in the league right now and I'm fired up about it. I just couldn't be less interested. You I think you need like a partner. I, that is that helped me a lot. I have like a like my buddy is with me and it's like we talk all week about it. Like it just keeps us interested, you know? That does sound pretty fun. Yeah, it's a good way for us to like hang out more, you know. Bengals got another win this weekend. Joey B. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. Joey B. Real quick, what's on my mind before we get into this? Because I want to talk football. Um a lot more free time, right? New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, just a lot more open. Not really a lot left to, you know. You guys are in like the t- look forward tax layer bowl or something like that? Nah, I'd go to the Rose Bowl and play Oregon again with, you know, a bunch of freshmen because all the guys that matter aren't going to play because they're going to take all their money and go to the draft. I hope you like guys I'll- get ND and just get to wax them. Wow. Why? You think Notre Dame won't get in? No. I hope no. I hope not. Uh, they may. My hope is that. I mean, if Oklahoma State loses, Notre Dame's probably the fourth if Michigan wins. I think I called that, by the no. way. I think they were in my playoff batch. I think at this point, it would be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Cincinnati 3, and Oklahoma State or Notre Dame 4. Where's Alabama on that list? They would have two losses, and a, what's their best win? If they beat, if the, you're saying if they, you're assuming if they, lose, they get like beat up by Georgia. Yeah, smoked. Like 14 You're assuming points. they're going to, the line's 7, so you're saying they're going to, you're saying Georgia covers the spread and they're out. Yes. Interesting. I mean, if it's close, I still don't think they're getting in. I do. Yeah. I think it's a weak I th- bottom. Like I think the, a one the, loss Oklahoma State Big 12 champions getting in. I love that. I would love that. I think it would be Georgia versus Oklahoma State. Uh, and then I think it would be Cincinnati, Michigan. That's unfortunate. I really wanted Cincinnati to be in the final. Uh, but football. A uh, lot of lot of, uh, lot of of QB has been struggling lately. I was literally just about to before you even say football. Do we think Trevor Lawrence is like going to be relevant in 18 months? I think it's been a rough year for the rookies. It has. Well, well, Ryan's got a decent rookie quarterback. 
Yeah, listen, I can dink and dunk all day too. Uh, six in a row, six in a row. You guys, their coaches. Okay. That's number two. Year. Number two seed in the AFC, I think. Six in, six in a row is six in a row. Pains me to say, but uh, yeah. There was a tweet the other day. It said, Bill Belichick deserves some apologies. And it says like, Patriots second in the AFC, first in the AFC East, Mac Jones favorite rookie of the year. And I'm like, I almost tw- quote tweeted it and said, car talk pod. But Ty, Lou, any quick thoughts on football this weekend? I, like, again, I talked about guys struggling. Herbert had a rough day. This is where I'm at. Michael Porter Jr. is out for the year. Ryan Tannehill went from top 10 quarterback to one of the worst dudes in the league real quick. Penn State just finished up a 7-5 and five season. And I'm on here to talk about sports right now. Yes, I'm in, I'm in a tough place. I'm, we broke I'm in a him. tough scene. Tyler's Jets broke. literally, like, we'd rather have Sam Darnold back. I don't know about that. At least we know we need a new quarterback. Now we got two more years of this whole thing. Yeah, I'll say this. I wouldn't be buying Jets spots and, and breaks. You know, I mean, it's a tough scene out here. It's a tough scene. At this point, who's the front runner for the MVP? NFL MVP? Brady, I guess. Not Jonathan Taylor? No. But this do is a good not, year for him. Do you not like Jonathan Taylor? I love Jonathan Taylor. I don't think he wins MVP, though. Ryan? I like him. I mean, dude's got some crazy numbers. You So why don't you not like him? You went to Wisconsin. I didn't say I don't like him. I'm asking you why not. Shouldn't you not like him? True. Yeah, like I don't... Ru- like if you're a true fan, shouldn't you be like, F you, Tyler you Wisconsin? I don't no, like I, you. I, I don't no, like root for him to succeed. I just I don't mean, think he's a bad person. Like I don't like Aiden Hutchinson. I don't like Taylor Lewan. Like I don't like those guys. I don't root for them to succeed. It's different. Like I'm not like, hey, go big. Yeah, Penn. if it's like a if it's if it's Michigan, it's one thing. Wisconsin's another. Wisconsin. You're talking about the greatest rival in rivalry in sports. That's a fact. Like it's been around longer than Red Sox Yankees. Like it's it's 1800s rivalry. Like we don't like each other. This isn't like 2021. We're like, hey, we should all be friends. These MVP odds are out of whack too. This is not a gambling Jay podcast. Jay says Brady right. has the highest odds and Allen has two, the second uh, Just quick point. Brady is at plus 275. Josh Allen's at plus 500. And then Jonathan Taylor is plus 2,000. Doesn't that seem out of whack to you? It's a quarterback game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just the true. bills are so bad. Anyway. All right. Let's get into some questions. I know Jason's got a bunch of them. These are from Facebook. Shout out to Jay for getting these from the Facebook Card Talk group. If you guys haven't checked that out already, I would encourage you to do so. Yep. I made a deal in the Facebook in the Facebook group over the weekend. Give me I, bu- I bought a card. Deal. I bought ready for this. I bought a Game Fuel Courage autograph card. Wow! Mm-hmm. Fire! Mm-hmm. Tell me more. You care to disclose the price? Uh, I do not care to disclose the price currently. No, I'm just Beautiful. kidding. I, I think I Private paid uh, I paid two fifty. Nice. I like that. Wow. All right, so Justice Colwell says, I'm curious to hear everyone's thoughts on tennis cards in the next couple of years. Very rapid growth recently, and with NetPro's, NetPro teasing a 2022 set, I think tennis is going to experience an even longer or even larger boom next year. I like it. I'm aligned. I think these sports are have a lot of leverage and power right now. I think that with that crew of Sissipas and uh joke finally kind of showing some chinks in the armor and some talent coming up both on the female side and on the male side i think it'll come down to if net pro can put out a good product as well i think that that's important i don't think that's just a given just because they can put out some tennis cards Mm -hmm. um and i think that the marketing and content and around 
it matters, but I could see some engine coming in and trying to do some more tennis content. But like the King Richard thing was big, and I think these one-off kind of sports experiences, if they land the product, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm long on it for sure. Yeah, I think something to be aware. Like my general reaction is like I'm into that because I think there's a lot of young talent in tennis right now. The one thing I would caution against is it feels a little bit like when Upper Deck put out like artifacts or whatever it was. I was just going to and say the same thing. Like it I'm was into thousand dollars a box. Yeah, like I'm into it, but it's like the 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 interest just wasn't there. And I yep. feel like tennis and uh, golf are like very similar in terms of like viewership Agreed. and everything like that. Yep. Maybe not numbers, but like the type of people who engage with those sports. Yep. So something to caution against. I, I don't think it should stop you from making a play on a current person, a current player. Yep. Um, but just something to think about. That was literally the thing going through my mind is golf, high expectations. They're getting golf back. Some of these guys don't have any cards, right? Like some of the upcoming stars. Golf comes out. Artifacts like 800, 900,000 bucks a box. It comes out and then it just tanks. The resale value is not there. Deshambo stuff doesn't do super well. A lot of the other guys, just nothing sells super crazy. And then it just kind of tanks, right? Tiger stuff still sells. Mickelson stuff sells. Like the other, the goat stuff but sells. But that, like Venus will always sell. But thing. that always sells. Like it, it's not any different because it comes out. So I would say the same thing as Lou. I would just be cautious on some of the newer stuff. I think some of them could sell. I don't know how much King Richard or some of the attention or exposure to tennis helps. Um, but I would, I would be just as cautious as Lou. Wait, Lou, you had a piece, you had a uh, an anecdote for tennis that I you did have wanted to mention. Tennis. It was that I opened up um, another pack of these Levi's cards, and I'm definitely sending these to Ryan. Nice. Definitely what are these? To, yeah, Osaka. Just think it's an interesting play. She doesn't have a lot of cards, and it's like an alternate. Um, I will say, I just looked up the artifacts cards. Like, the DeChambeau added 999 is 30 bucks. That's like, yikes, man. You know what I mean? Like, I figured that would be higher. Yeah. So, just something to think about. All right, Darren Young asks, and we've, I know we've talked about this before, so I'm curious to get your guys' current take on this. Thoughts on Panini still releasing 2020 NBA products at the end of 2021? We haven't heard, or it says, haven't heard of any 2021 products which feature rookies and pro jerseys. So, my understanding from what I have heard is the first product will be hoops with 2021 jerseys and it would likely be out beginning of 2022. That's just a, that's just a disaster, like to be frank. Like that's a nightmare. How is it possible that they got this far behind? Respectfully, like I get it, there's a lot of challenges, it's covid, there's a million different things that go into it. But like how is it possible that we're going to be in 2022 and there's nothing with Kate Cunningham in a jersey in a in a Pistons jersey? I mean, I was going to make the same point just about Josh Giddy, but that's besides the point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It seems like at this point, there should have been, again, like respectfully, right? I don't yeah, know. There's what a goes lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of stuff at play on this. Some products should have probably been axed. Yeah, like get rid Flux of something. And recon. Like we don't have mosaic basketball, immaculate basketball, or flawless basketball. Three of the top seven products of the year for basketball for LaMelo's rookie year are not out in my man's in his sophomore season. At what point do you get caught up? I don't anticipate slowing down. Again, I'm not trying to be hard on Panini because like just it is what it is. I don't know what goes into this. But like if we don't decrease production next year, like does this cycle ever end? That would be my million dollar question for the guys at Panini is like, when do you get caught up? 
Yeah, like, is there going to be 20... Are they going to put out 2021 stuff, like, three months after they put out the 2020? Like, what are we doing here? Because there's products that are coming out in LaMelo's year, like Recon and Flux and some of these other ones that are new products this year. So if they make more products next year that are new, would that theoretically just push everything back even more? Like, it just, like... Yeah, and is the issue the release calendar, or is it securing autographs and jerseys to create the cards? I guess that's a question for Panini. I don't know. It just seems like it can be solved, like, one way or the other, and that they don't have it is a serious issue. It will be very interesting to see what happens to the value of the upcoming releases that are big time releases. What happens to those? I mean, Contenders Optic comes out this week, right? You still have that. That's a pretty big release. I know that's one of Lou's favorite products of the year. And then you still have Mosaic. Like, I think that comes out December 5th. And then you have Flawless and Immaculate. That'll be out. I think Flawless comes out in January. And that's 2020, right? 2020, 2021 with LaMelo. Yeah, like when's 21 coming out? That's so insane. When is Cade Cunningham going to have a, a, a flawless card? A year from now. That's insane. Yeah, a year. That's a serious problem. A year. It's a serious problem. If only because it's a problem for like just keeping interest in the, in the thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like who else is in, who else is in LaMelo's <clears throat> class right now? Anthony Edwards. And who else? That's it. This time last year, it was there was a lot more hype with other players. That's all I'm saying. It's going to hurt the releases. It just is. I, and I, I guess agree. maybe like you can make an argument that that's good because it keeps the prices down, but you know. I think a, a calendar is really important for the continuity and health of like... But the calendar changes every day. I'm telling no, you, I, I know, see no, it. I, you know the most. I, you know the most. Communication helps solve things because if not knowing is the toughest. And... Maybe we can help with that. Perhaps. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. Uh, Alexander Laribator says, do you think Pokemon will crash next year? The 25th anniversary, uh, with the 25th anniversary done, the hype won't be the same? No, I don't think there's, I don't think they ever actually executed on the 25th anniversary thing in the way that we thought they did. And we were like one of the, we were one of the first people parrot, like saying that and it just seemed they did, they just didn't execute on it for whatever reason. I thought, or they did. I Sorry. thought they did. I thought they did. Yeah, they had that release, right? I, I, have I thought they did. I thought it didn't have the impact we thought. It didn't have the maybe macro, like mass market. Um, I think I've seen on the signals that I pick up the people that I talk to, parents with kids, like they want new Pokemon product. I don't know, Rye, if people, if you move new Pokemon product out of yeah. your store, but like to me, Oh, yeah. There's healthy demand for all the new Pokemon releases. Yeah, celebrations. So, like, that's been hot. I don't, I don't do a lot of it, but the, uh, yeah. Evolving skies. So, I don't, to be, I don't think so. I think that will maintain its health. I think it'll continue its health. I think Pokemon has re emerged as like a real cultural brand and IP. And, I mean, they just did the Oreo thing. That was hitting the McDonald's thing. Yeah, Jay makes a good point. Says McDonald's Happy Meal cards were flying earlier this year. There were people lined up buying them by the case. That's true. So these markets evolve and like stuff could happen so fast now. I look almost as as Pokemon as like a microcosm of the larger hobby. And if you want to say compare basketball and Pokemon, like there's pockets that aren't as ripping hot as there were, but there's definitely arbitrage opportunities if we're talking about making money. And 
I think wax is still a good play on a lot of the newer products because I'm seeing demand. Speaking of wax, Tyler, this is a good question and one I'm actually excited to talk about. So Rob McNichol asks, how will auto redemptions affect future value of sealed wax hobbyists that hobbyists already own? Take into account expiration dates and Panini losing NFL, NBA licensing and redemptions not being filled. So this is a, I want to point out something that this is notorious uh, in the, the argument about keeping select football with XRCs in there, right? Keeping an XRC of like a guy like Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence or Josh Allen or Lamar those expire, right? So this is this is something that's gone on for a while. So I'm curious, what are your guys' thoughts on? I don't think they, is it crazy to be like they should take away the, the what's it called? Like the, the expiration date for an XRC. Anything that's not an autograph. Realistically, they could probably take away for everything, but couldn't they just take it away for like a regular card? I don't know about that. There's got to be some sort of inventory constraints there where like if you do that, like having those stored forever, like 20 years, like just doesn't seem like something I would I wouldn't want to do it. Wouldn't it make sense that they know how many they printed so they can just print them and have them there in case anyone decides they want to. Yeah, but if you're going to keep like I have a case of select football, I I own a case. Mm -hmm. So if I if there's an extra CQB one in there of Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence, you can get the five or 10 more years. I just don't think Panini wants to keep it for five or ten. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm just saying I think they should be able to, but that's besides the point. It's really tough right now. There's Panini a lot of unanswered days. questions. I think this is an interesting argument when there are major players that are redemptions, i.e. LaMelo Ball. I would agree. LaMelo is right now, right? Pretty much. A lot of them. He's in live products now, but like a lot of LaMelo's first stuff was redemptions. Like I think he's a redemption in prism i think that's got i mean prism still holds value because of lebron goals and zion second year goals and Giannis goals and all that you know gold being prism um but yeah i think it matters when like hey key cards in this set are redemptions like joe burrow's a redemption in contenders like at some point that card's gotta be like hey we gotta move this or we gotta rip it or you know rip it or sell it i don't know it'll, it'll be interesting that's it's it's one I don't know the answer to now because you don't know what Panini is going to do or say years from now, but it definitely has long-term complications if they decide not to honor him. Yeah, I mean, I guess in theory, they know when they're not making them anymore, so they could just make all the expiration dates after, like that day. Like that, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but yeah. But imagine you have a product, let's say it's Contenders Football yeah. 2020 with Joe Burrow, Herbert, Jefferson, guys like that. You have two years to fill out your thing. Yeah. Panini's like, yep, if you pull Joe Burrow, it's nothing we can do. But what do and you mean? One of the, I'm just saying, like, if you hold that box, right, for five years, Panini loses their license, right, and Fanatics takes over, and Panini doesn't make any more football cards. Yeah, that's licenses. my point from the beginning. They should be doing these in advance, and they know how many they need, so they can just... They, it's not like they don't have a storage solution. Like, they, they have a storage solution. So, like, these things should be solved. I don't get why they're not, and I don't want to sound like I'm now attacking Panini, but, like, you know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm not attacking them. I'm saying I feel like this is something they should know how to handle, or have a plan. Have a plan. They definitely have a plan for these things. Interesting. All right. So Chris uh, and Sarah McCamey asked, "What does Tyler and Lou's day to day work look like?" Cool. My day to day looks like <clears throat> I run a media property called 1:37 p.m. Card Talk is a part of that. 
we have a team of now 43 people and we publish and produce content both organically and or in partnership with clients such as eBay like this. So my role is general manager. I oversee all the things like the staffing, hiring, the firing. I oversee our kind of editorial content. So editor in chief in some sorts of what we want to be covering, how we want to be covering it, meaning through what platforms and what our angle and take is. Um, And then general business development and connecting with potential partners, potential people we don't want to cover, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I am a part of a three-person team managing Gary's calendar, email, life, business life, all of that stuff. So um, there's myself and two other people. Shout out to Alex and Val, who definitely are not going to listen to this. Um, and then basically what we do all day is like I sit in this chair and I answer emails and I get on the calendar and I talk to Gary about things he needs to do all day. And that's pretty much it. How about you, Ryan? My days are go, 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 go. I don't, right? So I'm, I don't manage 43 people, but we have 12 currently on payroll and um, to have grown so quickly and with all the different things that the business is in with grading and content and you know a shop and an ebay store and a website and uh just yeah just a lot of different things going on it's uh it's very eventful so it's a lot of what we do now is just go 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 dude black friday looked ripping in the store black friday was crazy in the store yeah it was it was wild dope wild 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 that's dope what time were you guys open till so uh, I was up at 7 a.m., was at the shop at 7.30. We opened at 10 and then closed at 6, gave away some stuff at 6.15, 6.30 on Facebook Live, went live on whatnot from 7 to 1.30 a.m. and then was home at 10 or was home at 2 a.m. Um, so spent 19 straight hours nice. in and the shop. slept. 2 a.m. Your same Eastern time. I always mess it up. I always yep. think you're 2 a.m. to about 7.30 a.m. And got up with no sleep to watch Ohio State get their breaks. And were you just sweats from 7.30 to noon? Like, what was, what's your morning? Like? Yeah, just sitting there, like, hyperventilating. Yeah. Like, can this just happen? And then it happens, and it's like, this is oh, the worst man. thing ever. Um, I'm sorry. You know. No, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I'm not a down as bad as you and your 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 teams, right? Like seven That was a lash State. out. That was a lash out. I was being nice, by the way. I mean, uh-huh. I'm, I know. I'm, 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 I'm past the I point of... <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm an asshole. That was a shot. Um, we were beating <laughs> Michigan. Like, I mean, we lost, show. but we were beating Michigan with very little time left in our cornerbacks. Yeah, I know. We, I mean, and... but like we beat Michigan State by like 56 I know, to we lost. Know, seven. It was dumping so. snow. I dumping. guess in both spots. East Lansing. It was coming down hard. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. All right, Smallville Sports Card says, with Winter Olympics coming in 2022, any trading cards or cards of any type that you are looking to get? Is there going to be a Tops Olympics? I would assume so. There was a Summer Games one, like Olympic Olympic Hopes. So that'll be fun. Uh, I'm currently, I'm not looking at anything specific. I think I'll probably participate in a break while I'm watching. If I, if I, if it catches my interest, it doesn't really, it hasn't really been on my radar. Like, when are the Olympics? My overall take on it is that the Olympics are getting less relevant every go round, and it's just like a agreed. not important event. I just don't know who's the, the person. Like just that's why I make a joke me. about Sean White because I don't know who like the Amer- best winter 
most decorated right now going into the Winter Olympics is. I'm always thinking about snowboarding. Obviously, there's probably some sick figure skaters. The way that I would look at the Olympics, who has the biggest social following? Who's making cultural impact? Yeah, I'm with I'm with Tyler on that. They're getting less relevant. 100%. I mean, they're now used to sell the streaming service. Is Giannis pumping Bobby Portis' cards? Okay. Xavier, duh. is Giannis pumping Bobby Portis' cards? What's your thought about Giannis bringing sports cards into this interview? I thought it was glorious. I don't know what what Giannis was cooking on or if he's got to deal with Panini or if he just truly loves his cards and, like, that was his bit. And maybe someone gave them to him, like, before the game or something. I don't know. Maybe after the game, a fan handed them to him. I think, but Giannis has shown on his story before, though, that he has cards. This- I just don't know how they get to the press conference. Yeah, like, where did he, why does he have, like, a blue... Bobby Portis like, prison rookie out of like one ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm wondering if a fan gave them to him post game, and he he'd be the type of cat to be like, oh, the, like thank you, like, and then pull them out at the press conference. Yeah, I wish but I could he see the definitely whole mentioned that he's picking up some Graysons too. So I was pumped about that. Uh, Bobby Portis is also a character, one of the most colorful characters in the league. And yeah, is Giannis holding up prism cards at the the press conference make me happy yes for sure also can i make a point i didn't i didn't realize that all these guys were just on his team already so it might that might be the joke. oh yeah that, that's his squad i did not know that you thought i thought he random was like NBA really into bobby portis i knew about grace Got it. no no no. bobby portis is like on the squad so that's what i think yeah. a fan was like hey i got i got these for you i know you're into cards these are your teammates is my guess or he just had his carrying around yeah, but if you got a if you got a light blue prism, you're just giving that away. I mean, to be honest, it's a Bobby Portis. It's probably like eight dollars. I get it, but it's like it's probably like eight dollars. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, eight dollars. Like, let's let's even think if it was for, fifty. Like, the guy just has the story for the rest of his life. I gave Giannis his card. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, it's my card, Giannis. That that's your <laughs> no, card. No, it's not. He never said it. That's was. worth every dollar. And then, like, let's have a conversation. Like, if if I would never do this, so I don't want to be accused of doing this. If I was giving cards of Bobby Portis to Giannis, I'd probably want to have some on the side to just like hand out, like pop them on. You pop them on, you sell them. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Bobby You're Portis. Saying Nobody's like, oh, gosh, Giannis mentioned Bobby the, Portis. Uh, Let's go buy all the Bobby Portis cards. <laughs> no, I think he didn't because he gave away a sky blue. That's a bad job. I'm saying like you, you throw him like a base. My thought is this. There's an individual that likes sports cards that's a Bucks fan. Got to go down meet – do you think it was Aaron? It might have been. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's what I got. I'm just saying like that would be on my mind. I think, I don't know how he got. I would love to know the story. Someone Me on too. Twitter. That's the thing I want to know. That's done the investigative work. Someone that's really looked into this. How and why does he have cards at the press conference? Yeah, I would love to know. All right, so last question. Uh, Tom Wright says, uh, Ryan, how does Christmas generally impact sales at the shop? And how does everyone think holiday spending impacts the card market? So I'll leave you guys for the second part on this. Um, So typically, just with two years of sales data at this point, December is one of the best 
months of the year, right? Top three, you know, top third. Um, typically, like, again, the, the sales data I have from the two and a half years I've been open, almost three years, um, December is typically one of the better months. It's been top two the last two years. Um, so Christmas is typically a pretty good time for cards. There's also a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of new product that also plays into it. We've talked about it in the past, you know, 2019, my first year open, Prison Basketball had just come out. It won't be out this year for the new guys, but you're going to have Contenders Optic. You're going to have Immaculate. You're going to have Mosaic Basketball. You're going to have one-in-one basketball. You're going to have Illusions Football. You're going to have a lot of stuff. So you have Bowman Draft Baseball coming out soon. Um, So you're going to have 10 to 12 products in the next four weeks. That'll make December typically pretty good on top of people looking for things for um, gifts for the hobby or, or for their, you know, significant others or kids or something like that. And then additionally, December 11th is National Hobby Shop Day. It's a Saturday. Um, so that's also typically a pretty good day. And there's a lot. Yeah, December 11th is National Hobby Shop Day. That's typically a pretty big day. Um, a lot of promotions, giveaways, things like that. Um, so yeah, December is typically pretty good. But Ty, Lou, what are your thoughts on how do you think the holiday spending impacts the card market? I think it does wonders. People are spending money, man. This whole Christmas, the day after Thanksgiving, is like, we don't even get to December 1st. And people want to buy stuff and spend money. And I think that it's hot right now to give a box of cards as a gift. Hotter than it's been. I think it's hotter this year than it was the year before and hotter than two years ago. And so I'm major like for it. I, I think spending will be up. I think in products, though, like hoops, in products like Pokemon stuff, I think it's the gift-giving aspect more so than people buying more for themselves. Right. Have you ever have you ever offered break spots, like, as gift cards? Like, a particular spot in a break? No, just, like, saying, like, hey, here's a gift card for $150 to Cart Collector 2 Breaks. No, because our breaks are on our website, and it's a different POS than what we use in store. So we don't have gift. Because I feel like I'm literally just thinking about this just now. I'm definitely going to want to give my dad, like, break spots for Christmas because that's what he likes. We do not break enough to have that gift card thing and this is more an excuse rather than a valid reason we just don't break enough yeah no it to makes do sense. it i'm sure the biggest top 15 20 breakers who break through their website probably have some sort of option i would imagine at least 50 percent of the top people do yeah because i'm just thinking about like if you're going online to give somebody a gift right like you want to give a kid a box of cards for christmas like you're the the cheapest you're going to pay is like 50 to 75 bucks for like a blaster you find on ebay right like unless you happen to see one in a store somewhere I feel like a $75 break credit is more fun than a $75 blaster of, you know, contenders draft picks. Yeah, but in the same breath, though, all the retail stuff's down. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, the quality of product you can get. Like, you can can get a better quality gift with a break spot than, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into Play of the Week. So what we got here... um, so Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. And before we start, Jason says, this is one of the most competitive plays of the week ever. I have no clue which one you guys are going to choose. There is no favorite heading in. All right, let's see what we got. First one is going to be from i2cards. 
He said, hello, I was in Ryan's whatnot live stream and saw he has a John Elway card numbered at a 25 from 1999. Upon a closer look, it was it was 7 of 25, Elway's jersey number. Saw that Ryan had noticed it and took advantage. I definitely knew what it was. I bought this card at the National in a bigger deal off a guy who had a Brett Favre Super Collection. So I knew what it was. Our team definitely uh, missed that. I was aware of what it was. Uh, bought it for $101 and upon getting it sold for $192 on eBay. Not huge, but felt good making decent margins from a card I bought from Ryan. Also, Tyler, I hope you're paying close attention because it looked hard enough. You can see a real top 10 quarterback. That was mean. Yikes. He doesn't need that right now. No, but that's that's great. I mean, 100 to 192 bucks. I mean, that's it's hard to beat that. Um, yes, the old school John Elway, 90s inserts, numbered. That stuff's hard to find, yet alone a jersey number. Um, this is definitely one I'm sure I lost on in the grand scheme of things. So this would not be my play of the week. Um, but glad it was for somebody else. The Broncos were pretty cool. And I, two cards, I appreciate the dig. I won't bury your play, but we'll keep it moving. All right, this is from Heart Trooper. Since I bought seven Holland 2019 Panini Fussball Foosball stickers for 315 euros, so 45 euros each, exploiting the fact that these were more abundant in Europe than the US. Then sent to Ryan for grading, sold four out of the I sold four of them, keeping three. For 3,105 USD, that's 2750 euros. That's 9x my money with three cards in my vault. Looking for the next European opportunity now. I'm thinking uh Fatih or Pedro. Thanks, Dan James. Jeez. Heart Trooper, the legend. That's a play. That's a good play. With the with the V front November. Picture, by the way. Yeah, and he sold the last one on November 17, 2021. Yeah, he's doing good. 1850. That's an That's auction, right? Wild. That screenshot? It's a great job. It's a fantastic job. Yeah, it's the classic. Like you look for like the international eBay page, and you can make a play through there. Look at his insert. Yeah, yeah, he has the V friend uh, profile picture too. Shout out. That's crazy. And he yeah. kept three, made nine X's money. I mean, hard to argue with that. Rod, do you think that you would sell the rest of those and get a really good Holland? No, I mean you're you're up so much at this point. If you believe in soccer and Hol- uh my understanding is Ty, you could probably attest to this more. I think Holland's market's down at the moment. With them missing the the World Cup, I think his market's down, uh-huh. and he just returned from injury. I know he scored, but I would assume his market's not super super hot at the moment. And you're already up nine x, so at this point, like you have zero dollars into them. At this point, I think you'd throw them back, wait five six years, and just see what happens. This is a long term hold to me. Yeah, but don't you think you can get a better? Card yeah, so that's a di- that's a different argument, right? Like, hey, do you want? Do you want to That's sell all these and buy a nice Holland good. Tops Chrome Auto or Finest Auto? Yeah, spend five grand on a really good Yeah, car. that's a different argument, right? I'm just like, if I'm up 9x my money and I don't care to like go buy another Holland Auto or Holland Auto, I'm just going to throw these in the, the vault and just sit on something. Because there's just no risk at this point. You're up 2,000 plus Super dollars great. and have three cards locked away for, you know, a rainy day. All right, so this this is from Slabs and Kicks 96. Said, hey guys, back for a W, hopefully this time. Following the Mexico Grand Prix, I saw a listing for Lewis Hamilton base number one ending early the following day. And since he had lost, I decided to go for it. And I knew it could be a good opportunity and lucky I got it for cheap as $80 all in. At the same time, I've been on the lookout for more copies of this card. Came across a lot on Facebook for 200 which included one Lewis base. After the win of, of Lewis and Qatar, I decided to list both in a lot for 225 each. Within minutes, got an offer for 200 each and I sold them. 
made $95 profit on the one I got off eBay auction with the other one almost having paid off the price of the lot and have the rest of the cards left to sell. Huge fan of the show. Shout out to Lou. That's a good lot because that's, wait, oh, it's a Hamilton lot. So I can't see the rest yes. of the lot. I thought it was the Leclerc lot. I'm like, that's a nice Leclerc variation right there from Sapphire. That's kind of cool. No, it looks like there's a few Grand Prix in there and then like the track tag yep, thing. Yeah, track tag and a couple Sapphires and a refractor. Yeah. Listen, we've talked about it a hundred times. I won't overdo it. F1, I believe, has this the best upside for short-term flips right now. I like it because of I enjoy, I enjoy it like I watching it too. and Regina watches it. So that's what makes it fun is to watch it with her. Shout out to you guys. Uh, picked this up the other day. Fire. We're stopping. Patch auto at a 10 from Dynasty. Oh, baby. Oh, and I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, mine's not as cool. First max auto. Now I got to go for Lewis, but he's just so expensive. Next year, next season, what are the odds that neither the top two dogs win it? Yeah. Next year, Lewis and Max. You're saying next season, yep. what are the odds someone other than Lewis or Max win? Pretty low, I would say. Because I think Lewis still has like three three or four more years left in them probably and then max is still young luke we can get more into it offline but i would be more curious about like your thoughts and like the rule changes because aren't they trying to like level the playing field more yeah i don't have all the information on that yeah i would love a if any listeners have any feedback on that would love to tweet about that i would love to learn more about what that means for the playing field next year and to tyler's point does anyone like leclerc george russell yeah i think uh, it'll help lando do any of those guys have a real outside you know a real shot to win Oh, or is this going to be Max and Lewis part two? I think this is one of those things where like they're trying to level the playing field, but the the top always figures it out. That's kind of how it always works, you know? So, I mean, unless you're the Astros and you just ruin the whole team. But other than that, like, eventually everyone can figure it out. Like, Mercedes will learn the new rules. They'll learn the new setup for the new power sources or whatever, and they'll just go. Lou, before we move on. Yes. Race on Sunday. Who's really? Late? You think that? Lewis is not losing another race the rest of the year, my prediction. I think I think he's a man on a mission. Dude, he is crazy, right? coming for it. The idea, Tyler, like the idea that he won the last race is like so bananas. Like he had no business winning that race. And that's something you do when you're the best of all time and you're going to win a championship. That's just what happens. It's going to be so awesome if he wins. And there's it one, is gonna be one race left to decide it all. It's going to be sick if he wins. And the last race is at like 8 a.m. Eastern time. So I cannot wait. All right, uh, next play. All right, this is from Super Short Print on IG. It says, I bought five boxes of 2020 MLS on demand back in November 2020 based on y'all talking about how limited they are and may be even more limited than we think based on numbered cards and how many boxes were sold. We paid 50-ish each per box. Sat on them for a year and then with Ricardo Pepe blowing up, I started to sell. Sold one at 280, flipped it into a Pepe SGC 9.5. Sold two more with 312 and then 350. And still have Love two it. more left to either sit on or sell when the U.S. men's national team starts playing the World Cup. I'm up 400 with two more boxes. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the heads up last year. So I actually bought 10 of these, 12 of these in Chantilly. Uh, yeah, the Chantilly, Virginia show earlier this year, probably six, eight, nine weeks ago. And somebody had also mentioned like, hey, I had heard that these were like the same thing. I don't remember you guys talking about it. I should have paid more attention when you did. But wasn't there a rumor that they like they had made a bunch of these and then they didn't sell all of them? So some of the numbered stuff kind of like ended up getting moved elsewhere. Yeah. I don't remember what happened with these, but I know that there was some issues with like, hey, 
there was not as many boxes made or something. I I don't remember the exact thing about this, but that's kind of what he's talking about here is they may be even more limited than we think based on numbered cards and how many boxes were sold. I think that was the case. Yeah, I think it was. The, I think that was as well. I don't remember exactly what it was, but that sounds generally right. Either way, great job. 50 bucks, you take a shot on these things. If you can afford to throw the 300, like, good idea. Yep. Again, good. And then he did the right thing, right? He flipped it into the card you want out of it yeah, anyway. One went in for a good grade. 500. So I bought 12 of them, Ty, like eight, nine weeks ago. And at the time, they were doing right around, I want to say, like, 350, 375. On October 8th, five did uh, 1929. So that's about 400 bucks a box. And he did five for 325. Wow. Soccer continues to, the market, there's so much space in it. There's so many players. There's so many prospects. The MLS is in its own right. There's so many leagues. There's so many clubs. There's so many tournaments. The interesting thing about soccer is just Mm -hmm. the lack of supply. We talk about like, we're getting basketball and football products every week for the last six weeks of the year. And we haven't had a top, we haven't had a top soccer release since MLS or Merlin. Yeah. Like it's been what? I mean, what's the last soccer release we had? I think they it really, was Merlin. I mean, and quality. That's why the Maybe top Stadium Club Chrome? The 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 quality products. That's yeah, the real thing. The quality products is so low. So low. There's like nothing. This is from On the Hunt. It says, What's up, Card Talk Squad? Back in March, I really noticed the whole goat market boom. I started thinking about ones that hadn't yet that hadn't yet, and that got me into Jesse Owens. Go Bucks. Uh, I noticed he was still relatively cheap, and that's when I came across an extremely rare lot of three 1936 Alpha Olympic Skalt. Skalt? I don't know. Skyet, it looks like. Skyet, okay. Uh, it looks like an L. I thought it was an L. Uh, Jesse Owens rookies. I was able to win them on bids, and with taxes and fees, I was all in for about 235 A few months ago, I noticed his market starting to take off, so I sent these into PSA on Express for 150 a pop. Came back decent grades, especially for the age. All in all, I spent about just under $700. I was able to sell the wow. PSA 2.5 and the 3 together for 1600 I was able to double my money and have the rarest one left, the PSA 6, which is considered his rarest rookie card with only 11 graded by PSA. I hope this play this play with an Ohio State GOAT will cheer Ryan up as a, after a tough weekend. Hey, shout out. That's amazing. That's awesome. I have one Jesse Owens thing in my collection. It is a signed check. Um don't really have a lot. This is super cool. I did not know about this card. That's sweet. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I like the idea of like making all the money and then keeping the rarest one. That's super cool. Definitely in on that. Right. Real Keep quick. The... He said rarest card. Is that is this one of these things where it's like? I mean, I meant rarest of the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I, he got three. Wonder... He kept a better one. So I would. I'm a fan of sell the quantity, keep the quality. Meaning high. Like he had three of them. I don't know if the PSA six is the highest. Yeah, pop. so I'm looking at this as like he could have. Oh, sorry, is the highest. Grade. Yeah, so, so I'm looking at this like he could have sold the six and done the same exact thing, or probably made a little bit more, or he could have sold the two and three, made some money, and sat on the six. He chose the to keep the six. And you think he did the right thing? I think so. That's what I would have done. But um, uh, me too. Me too. I would have done the same. I would have done the same as well. I think we don't have to talk about it too much. If we agree on this play, it was good. We could do a. A, re- a replay of all the other ones. I think I know my winner. And, okay, my pick is Jesse Owens. You want me to go? Yeah, I'll be the tiebreaker in this case because I've got two I'm debating between. There, it, it is competitive. 
The Jesse Owens is the best play. The MLS one was my close second. I would have said Holland's my close second, but I would agree with the Jesse Owens play. The Holland one, the variety, like sending those in to get graded, cashing in, keeping some, that's cool. The Jesse Owens is is the play. That's that's crazy. That's yeah, that's a play. Yeah, I think anytime you grade a we so much of this podcast and so much of the hobby, like I, I like that we've gotten away from everything. It's like PSA ten, PSA ten, PSA ten, but buying something off eBay, grading it and getting it as a graded two point five and flipping it, I think is pretty sweet. And I think it needs to be thought about more. And it's also like he was like, All right, greatest athletes, who's around, who can I play in, who mm-hmm. might be underrated at the moment. He's like Jesse Owens, like kept the left eye on the market, athlete of all time, seeing right? it heating up, took profit off the table. Yeah. It's kind of good job. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. And then that's nice a little anecdote for Rye too. Yeah, the only Ohio State win of the weekend. Yeah. All right, that's our winner. That was I was that was tough, huh? I mean, I was on the podcast saying they were going to beat the brakes out of, off of Michigan. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, it's it's done. We're we're a go dogs podcast now. But big basketball game coming up. For you guys, I think you have a nice little upset W coming up. Just saying. Who are they? Who are they even playing? I mean, how do I know that? When? And you don't. They're playing Duke at home. I'm gonna dial tonight or tomorrow. This guy, this guy. Yeah, definitely. I think that. I kind of want to high level college, college basketball is like so good stuff. Than the NFL, but that's besides the point. By a mile. By a mile. Um, you got some releases this week: XR football and contenders optic basketball. Contenders optic basketball. I'll be paying attention. I know it's one of lose faves. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, so Duke OSU is 9.30 p.m. on Tuesday at OSU. I think I think Duke is like an $8.00 or something like that. It's going to be nuts. Um, but yeah, big release. I'm interested. Duke cannot be an underdog at Ohio State for basketball. I think, I think they are. I'll double check. No way. All right, we got to wrap. I got to go. All right, it's been a pleasure, everybody. That's an episode. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.